2: From the Features staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to the debut of Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch. Coming to you every week, we'll be bringing you a taste of upcoming arts, entertainment, and leisure activities taking place around Central Ohio. In other words, if it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at The Dispatch. Before we get to our guests today, let me just note that it looks like we couldn't have picked a better time to start this podcast. Next week is Independence Day, and it seems like the city is already in a firecracker frenzy. Taking center stage, of course, is the annual Red, White, and Boom celebration that promises to draw thousands to the downtown riverfront on Tuesday, July 3rd. There'll be a parade at 5.30 and fireworks at 10.00. There are other fireworks displays around the area as well. Just grab a copy of the paper or go online to Dispatch.com to find the nearest one to you. There are plenty of other ways to express your patriotism this July 4th, though. For starters, you could down a few brews at the Red, White, and Blue Bar Crawl at six bars near downtown from noon to eight on Saturday, June 30th, starting at Park Street Cantina. Or... Go to Columbus Commons and check out the Columbus Symphony's Picnic with the Pops. This concert featuring the Columbus Gay Men's Chorus on Saturday, June 30th will include all your favorite patriotic tunes and end with, what else? Fireworks. Want a break from all this patriotism? James Taylor will be at Value Center Arena on Saturday, June 30th. And that same day, Ohio Roller Derby will be holding its final home match of the season in the Ohio Building at the Ohio Expo Center. That's the real jumping-off point for today's podcast. Dispatch Lifestyle reporter Allison Ward was able to sit down with two members of Ohio Roller Derby, Amy Spears and Misty Kushwa, to talk about how they got started in the full contact women's sport, what it means and what it feels like to be role models for young girls, and how one of them got the nickname "Sock Your Mom. Take it from here, Allie.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. I am Allison Ward. I am a lifestyles reporter at the Columbus Dispatch. And today I am here with Amy Spears and Misty Kushwa of Ohio Roller Derby. And they will be competing in their final home bout of the season this Saturday, June 30th, at the Ohio Expo Center in the Ohio building. And so we thought it'd be fun to have them come in and and share some. I'm sure you guys have a lot of good stories from being out on the rink. But my first question is you know, for for those who don't know the sports, can you explain a little bit about what roller derby is and, and how the sport actually works?
3: Yeah, so roller derby is a full-contact sport that's played on roller skates. They're the old-fashioned quad kind, not the inline skates. And it's a unique sport in that you are playing offense and defense at the same time the whole time you're playing, and it is on an oval track. Both teams have a position called the jammer, and she's identified by a star on her helmet. She's the point scorer, so I tell people when they've never seen derby before that she's the ball, basically. There is no no ball apparatus like other sports. And so the object of the game is just that you want to get your jammer past all of your Opponents while simultaneously preventing the other team's jammer from doing the exact same thing. So they get one point per opponent, they pass, points go from there. The game is done in two minute units called jams, and then there's two 30 minute halves in game. Are either one of you guys jammers or do you guys have other positions? I'd say we're possibly relief jammers. <laughs> yeah, I would go with relief jammer, definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I block a lot, I have jammed plenty. We're kind of, you know, multi use, we can do whatever we really need to.
3: And there is another position called Pivot, which has a stripe on her helmet, and that's the person that is a blocker, but at strategic times can become the jammer. So if you're a person who's maybe good at both, uh, you know, you might end up in that
0: position as well. Well, and I'm a curler, which is also a very unique, weird yeah. sport. So, um, you know, pe- when I tell people that we curl, the first question is like, how did you do that? Where could you do that? Or, I, you know, I didn't even know you could do that in Columbus. So, you know, a big question I have is, you know, how did you guys get into this? And how long have you been doing it? So this is my 13th season. I started in 2006.
3: So I started with the first season that Ohio Roller Derby started up here in Columbus, and the sport itself was fairly young at that point. It started in Austin, Texas in 2001. I had always seen it on TV as a teenager. It was on after Friday night videos in the 90s, and I would tape it. There were hair bands. It was awesome. They're also... Alligators and things like that, which we do not have. Yeah. And so I just always had roller skated and was really interested in doing it and was hooked immediately. And uh, I took one year off in there, but I've been with it ever since.
1: My story is totally backwards, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I had never roller skated at all before I found Derby. I was always athletic growing up. I have three kids and I kind of lost myself. Thanks to Facebook. I actually just had a lot of pop-ups about Derby. And I finally, my husband pushed me towards it. I couldn't stop talking. So he was like, please just go to these wannabe clinics that we have. Those are like the first Monday of every month. And I got there. I put on pads. I got to meet a lot of really cool people. We just practiced falling down and then learned a lot about the sport. And I was instantly hooked. I started out with a team down in Circleville, actually. But living up here in Columbus, I just fell in with our rec league. And then after, what? six months probably with the rec league i tried out for our gangrene team i made that and been doing this about six more months since
0: then so there's different levels and you guys have two teams you said a junior varsity and kind of a varsity that's the gangrene and then the main team Mm -hmm. yeah tell me a little bit more about you know people can come out and try this at certain times and there's leagues that maybe aren't as competitive where people can really get their feet wet?
1: Yeah, definitely. They can definitely get their bearings. Our wannabe clinics are great. Just a good workout. You get to kind of learn everything and then if you really are gonna get into it, there's our rec league. That's really fun because we teach you from the ground up. So me not being able to skate at all. I learned how to lace skates to put on pads all the way up to how to hit um, scoring everything and then I, I loved it so much. I finally got up the courage to try out and being at a competitive level has been really cool. It's just a lot of, there's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of support between everybody. There are times where I struggle with it um, just because it's so new to me. Sometimes I get very dear in the headlights. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm good enough and every teammate is always there telling me you're doing wonderful and that you can do this. So it's just been wonderful. The more competitive I get, the more I just absolutely am in love with it.
0: Well, you said that you were hooked right away. What is it about the sport? I know it's kind of violent. Like, Is it a way to get your aggressive? You know, is it the physical activity? Is it the camaraderie? You know, what, what are some of the reasons why you like roller derby?
1: All of the above. Having three kids, I don't have anything for myself ever. So that's been a nice, like, release to where I can have friends and I can talk to other moms and I can talk to people that just have different walks of life. And it's been very, very fun from that aspect. Being hooked on it, it's... It is an athletic thing. I always played sports growing up, wasn't very coordinated at all. And this has actually worked out because you can totally be uncoordinated and still get around people and do a lot of blocking the aggression. That is definitely something I enjoy getting out definitely also.
3: I think it's really important to note, too, that women are not encouraged to play contact sports. There's very, very few contact sports for women growing up. Women's hockey does not have checking. So derby is really unique in that, in that like, okay, and derby is also unique in that the women's version started before the men's version. So we've had that outlet in that way. And I think people do kind of initially it takes them back and then they see that, hey, there's no difference. This
0: is a sport. It's aggressive. Yes, but it is strategic as well. Well, speaking of the aggression, you know, have you guys had any injuries or is it a pretty like? Like are you able to stay, you know, pretty safe on the rink? I mean, injuries happen. Obviously, it's it's any kind of sport. Injuries are going to happen. Um,
3: we that's why we train so much, though, is to avoid that. I personally, knock on wood, have been really, really lucky. Um, I did separate a shoulder a few years ago, and I broke my nose a couple years ago. But that's which is actually a very rare derby injury. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I am much more likely to injure myself off skates, though. <laughs>
1: I am too, actually. The first part of this season, I did get injured. It's a lot of, you have to do a lot of cross training. And I just, I needed to step that up. A lot of telling your body, like, you can do this. And then just teaching it specific ways to fall. That's definitely the ground of everything. Teaching yourself how to do it the correct way. Because falling definitely happens. That's part of the game. And honestly, it's it's quite fun <laughs> once you get down and you can figure out how to get up. I did dislocate my knee back in December. And it wasn't honestly horrible. I was super thankful for everything. put me out for a couple months. Everybody was super supportive, very helpful with everything. But overall, I mean, injuries are going to happen because like Amy was saying, it definitely is full contact. But if you take care of your body, any love that you have for it's going to push you through it and your body can do so much more than anybody ever really thinks.
0: Well, and one of my favorite things about roller derby is the names that some of you guys choose to take. Is there any... The reason why that tradition started was that back in 2006 when Derby started. And do either of you guys have a cool Derby name? (laughs) Well, the the
3: history of names actually comes from the prior incarnation of the sport, which was popular from like the 30s to the 70s. And that version was scripted and like all the skaters had nicknames. And I think that was one of the things we brought forward in this incarnation of the sport. I used one for a couple of years and then I had a a thing where I was leaving a job and had kind of said to someone, hey, you know, you should bring your kids out. You should come. And and we had this conversation that led me to realize that he thought since I had to use, he thought I had to use a fake name, that there was something like wrong with this or whatever. And then like I got really involved at the international level with governance of the sport and things like that. And I just became at the point where I was like, you know, this is actually my real life. So so I then chose to use my real name. But like most people still, I think, do have names.
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, my husband actually named me Having the three boys, definitely. I was a soccer mom on top of all of that. And honestly, picking your name is probably one of the most fun things in Derby. My husband ended up naming me. My name's Sock Your Mom. I go by Sock for short. It is kind of like an alter ego. I can still go to like PTO meetings and have a good time. And then by the end of it, I'm honestly trying to have them come to a game. I have recruited people in the past. That's always very fun, but it's really hard to forget Sock Your Mom. It really, really is.
0: What would you say is maybe the most challenging art of roller derby?
3: For me, it's that it's not just the sport. The people who play the sport created the sport and still to this day do all of the administration work. So when you come to a game, yeah, you're gonna see somebody on the track, but you're probably also gonna see them at the ticket booth or at the merch booth or setting up the track, pulling up the tape at the end of the night. So it's it's very, very DIY. And that's true clear up to the highest levels of the sport. So with the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, which is our governing body, there's maybe twelve employees of that organization, but there's there's hundreds of thousands of volunteers who go into making all the tournaments and all those things. So it can be a bit of a power struggle with balancing all the requirements of the training, the on track, the off track, the running the business and all those things. But it's also super rewarding too in that regard.
0: Well, yeah. And what do your family and friends think about your sport? I mean, you say you have three three young sons. Do they like to come out and see mom play? Or? They love watching me play.
1: Sometimes it's a little confusing for them because they are a little bit younger. There is a lot to keep up with, but there is nothing cooler to them than my name and then getting to gloat about how my mom does a really, really cool sport. It's definitely a talking point for them and they love we have a lot of merch that we sell. They love wearing those shirts to school especially on Fridays before one of our bouts and it definitely, it gets it out there and when I wear my my jersey or my shirts around a lot of the moms when I'm dropping my boys off at parties. It's a conversation piece, definitely.
3: One of my favorite things is seeing little kids cheering for mom on the sidelines and and it's just, it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> it definitely is. It's very heartwarming. Mean too because in our programs we actually have the back page you can get autographs and there is nothing more rewarding than my kids wanting my autograph or having other kids come up to me that totally it's they have nobody in Derby they just found out about us one way or another and they stars in their eyes just it's very cool to be able to help children have something positive to look forward to especially little girls as they're growing up definitely
0: well that's what I was gonna ask I mean boys too but you know it, it... Do you feel like role models for little girls you know, who come out and see this full-contact sport where you know there aren't a lot of them out there for women, if right. any? Yeah, my mom comes to the games and
3: always gets tickled when little kids come up and like ask for my autograph, but that to me is really a great thing because it does feel like a bit of a role model and it feels like something they probably haven't seen. Junior Derby also exists now. It's not affiliated with us here in Columbus, but there there is a junior team here um, and I've seen little kids as young as six and seven years old playing slightly modified version of the rules, but I mean, it's just amazing to see them in that kind of sport that I know was not there for me when I was their age.
0: Well, what does your mom think about the sport?
3: (laughs) Uh, My parents have actually come to most of our games. They missed our very first one, but they've been coming since then. My entire extended family traveled with us to playoffs in Niagara Falls a few years ago and had hats and stuff. And so I think they were initially a little bit like, you're going to do what? But, you know, they see it now for what it is, that it's really a sport and
0: a passion of mine. Yeah, and for fans or maybe new people coming out Saturday, you know what can they expect to see? What can they expect the atmosphere to be like? Well, it's in the Ohio Building, which is a it's a
3: round building at the fairgrounds, so it's kind of cozy, I would say. Um, you're not too far from the track, which is nice. We've got the two games going. You can kind of come and go as you please. You know, there's announcers who will help you understand the game. You can, by all means, if you come out, grab one of us in a shirt, say, "Hey, what on earth is going on?" We'll, you know, sit down for a couple minutes and tell you how to watch a game. Start by watching the jammer with the star in her helmet. And then you can people usually pick it up pretty fast from there, especially if they're
0: fans of other sports. Do you have any recommendations for people watching?
1: Come with a voice. You're going to really want to cheer. And there is nothing more exciting than once you get a hang of the game, probably about 10 minutes in if you're not really up on everything and you can really get into it. You really love watching those hits and people just making crazy things. People do crazy things with their body. Um, There's this thing called jumping the apex, and with our oval track, you can cut that just by jumping over it, and to see some of these people jump so high and so far, and then land and be able to pass all of the blockers, it's just absolutely wonderful. There's lots of cheering, and we do have halftime entertainment. That's super cool for the kids, typically, so there's always something. We're very, like, family-friendly environment, so it's very cool. If you are confused, our program also has the rules in it, but definitely any of us can always take a couple minutes just to explain everything to you.
0: Well, I know that you can find out more information at OhioRollerDerby.com, and you can buy tickets there. I think they're 14 bucks general admission, but I think they've got some deals. If you're buying family passes or you know more than one ticket and again that matches I think they open the doors at four and there's you get two games for the price of one and that's Saturday June 30th and I think that's it guys thanks so much for coming in thanks for having us
2: thanks so much Allie, Amy and Misty and thank you for listening to life in the 614 we're excited to be here and look forward to having fun unearthing some real gems in the community for everyone to discuss and enjoy hope to have you back next week when who knows maybe we'll be talking about Taylor Swift who will be in town for concert, July 7th. Until then, keep enjoying Life in the 614.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any
2: type of uh,
0: human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The
1: Disappearance of Derek Hennigan.